Welcome to Business Works. This is Hal LPR. I am so pleased today to be your host and to be able to take advantage of the time during the holidays when those of you who own or operate a business or manage a business or are building a business or are thinking about starting a business or getting into anything at all, any of those kinds of categories, whether you are uh, 15 or 25 or 85 or whatever you are, this works. What I'm going to do is take you on a little journey, and we are going to talk about the things that are really important besides your family. That, that's probably number one. And by the way, if you are in business or in any one of those categories I mentioned or an entrepreneur, you know this already, that your family, uh, whether it's a family business or not, doesn't matter. Your family is the most influential and most important part of whatever it is that you do every day, whatever kind of business it is. And that includes professional practices, healthcare practices and all that. So today we're going to take advantage of talking about these things because I know for a fact, after years of being um, a business consultant, a business specialist, a business professor, a business writer, a business, you name it, I've done it all, um, from writing commercials to uh, managing major entities to starting up major entities um, and getting involved with uh, family businesses as well as corporate business, um, working with Fortune 500, you name it. I've done a lot of that stuff. And along the way, one of the things I learned is that holiday time is an absolutely great time except if you are in the retailing business, and, and that has expanded today to being in the computer industry as well. I mean, uh, uh, online businesses or retail businesses, uh, this is a havoc time. You know, you are just like crazy nuts running around trying to get everything done and deal with the, uh, hopefully, the onslaught of uh, business and sales and customers that you're experiencing. So if that's you and you're in that category, you can, you know, you can tune out and come back at a time when you have a little breather because this is going to take some thought today. And this is really specially for those who are not in the retail or online business field, who are not absolutely inundated at the moment with business, but who have an opportunity during the holidays to step back from it all and reassess it, reevaluate it, take inventory. Um, we're going to be talking about all of those things that are part of taking inventory. And these are things that I've learned, as I said, uh, in all kinds of business-related career directions, and uh, not the least of which have been my own and my own companies. But in the process, I've found that right now, right at this point in time in the year, um, the thing that is most important to do is relax. <laughs> and second most important is to make the most of that relax time for your business by taking inventory. Ah, inventory. Well, what's that about? Well, that means not only just thinking about what products or services you have, it means talking about 
your attitude, your planning, the extent of engagement you have, of dedication, your resourcefulness, your family, your business, your staff, your suppliers, your products, your services, your customers, clients, or patients, your competition, your community involvement, and your engagement and support in the community, your prospects, clients, or patients. Your methods of operation, including staffing and hours and trust and finances and branding and marketing and appearance and businesses' appearance and opportunities. Your outside input from consultants and coaches and specialists and trainers and marketing and advertising and PR people. Your health and well-being. And by the way, we have some special applications of all this to talk about. So I'm going to just launch this out and say to you, guess what? I have the best advice I ever had came from a, uh, a, a Christmas and New Year's vacation that I spent in Ireland <laughs> with my late wife. And we were, uh, we drove up into a tiny town. It was absolutely pouring rain. It was just an onslaught of rain and sleet. It was the nastiest weather, and it was all along oceanfront cliffs. And we, you know, we getting from the car to the front door of this little tiny store that wasn't, it wasn't much bigger than a one-car garage, uh, took stumbling and, and you know, <laughs> covering our heads. And I mean, it was just a ferocious storm. When we got in the door, it was a little grocery store. We got in the door, and there we were greeted as we we wiped the rain off our faces and exhaled deeply. And I, whew, I said, man, what a terrible day. And I looked up, and there's this 40-ish owner standing behind the counter with his 8- or 9-year-old son at his side, and both had aprons on and big, broad smiles. And he looked thoughtfully at me and said, oh, no. "'Tis not ever a bad day. It is just a bad weather.'" And I thought about that. I thought about that for a long time. I thought about it for years, in fact. And it was one of the things that turned my thinking around, that it is not ever a bad day. It is just bad weather. Sometimes there are bad people. Sometimes there are bad incidents. But the day is still good. If you're still alive and cooking, my goodness, what else matters when you get down to it? So uh, that was one of my lessons, and and I think that 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 positive attitude must be something that is 24-7. If you own or operate or run a business of any kind, it has to rise above the unexpected. Your attitude has to rise above the unexpected. And we're going to talk about that in, in a couple of minutes. I'm going to come back to it. Um, while I'm on the subject of Ireland and the trip there, um, something else took place that week that impacted my mind a lot and made a big difference to me. And I've since talked about it many times. And it was that later in that same week, along a, an oceanfront beach, we saw a man walking he was. He looked like he was struggling, kind of in the. He, he wasn't distance, but he was a little far away, maybe a hundred feet or so, and he was struggling, taking a step at a time. And he, because he was lugging a huge burlap bag, and he also took that step at a time. So he would take a step and then put all his energy into lifting this bag and moving it three or four feet 
in front of him and then taking another step and then lift it again and put it in front of him and take another step. And he kept pausing every three or four steps. And, and it looked to me like at that time he was taking a deep breath and kind of collecting his faculties before dragging the bag another 10 or 12 feet toward the road. So he was headed toward the road with it. But, you know, I stood there, and I'm just very curious. What in the world? Did, did he have a body in there? Was was he lugging rocks? Was it sand? Uh, I, I It kind of finally got the, the better of me. I finally approached him, and I said, I, I, can I help you somehow? No, he said. Uh, he shrugged. It's my job. Oh, <laughs> I responded, well, 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 what's in that? bag that's so heavy, thinking it was really none of my business and and hoping that it wasn't a body. (laughs) He said, he looked at me and said, snails, you know, escargot, I get them off the rocks and bring them to the restaurants. They pay me enough every week to pay my rent, uh, afford my groceries, and pay for a couple of pints at the bar. (laughs) I don't do the accent too great, but you know, you get the idea. I mean, uh, and I said, wow, uh, it sounds like a lot of work. Where do you get the snails? Th- thinking, I'm not sure I know because I wasn't ever a snail lover. I, you know, had really little experience with them, uh, except for pictures I had seen. And he said, well, I have to pull them off the rocks. They hang on to the rocks. It's hard to grab each one, but I probably get eight or nine hundred of them here, maybe a thousand. And when I get to the restaurants with these, it pays for my whole week. I just wish that they didn't make my fingers so sore. And I, I, I had to laugh at that, you know, and, I'm, and, and he laughed with me. He was just a delightful guy. Um, and and here I'm thinking, you know, well, we got people, uh, we got people on the streets here in the United States. We got people sleeping on the streets and and out of work, and they can't think of anything to, that's worthwhile for them to, or any way to make enough money to breathe or live or eat or whatever. Then here's a guy with nothing except a burlap bag, and he goes down. To, he told me it takes him two three days to fill that bag two or three days, and he hides the bag under the rocks um, in a little special place that he knows, and then he comes back to it, and it's it's partly in the water, so the snails that are caught already in the bag stay wet and healthy, I suppose. Um, anyway, he so here he is making a living off of snails, which obviously are free. He's taking them out of the ocean. He's taking them off the, pulling them off the rocks, um, which I understand is not an easy task, by the way, all by itself. He puts them in the on the bag. He takes them to the restaurants. The restaurants serve them as escargot, and uh, and there you go. And he gets enough money to pay his rent, pay for his food, gets a couple of pints of beer, and he's happy. <laughs> so we're gonna when we come back, we're gonna talk about industriousness and what that means to your business. And I hope you'll stay with us here because this the message that follows here is really important. And I think that you will relate to this. If you own or run a business, yeah, you come back because um, I think that what you'll find is that this relates directly to you. It relates directly to what you do every day of your life when you are not relaxed 
And so we're going to take advantage of this time period and hopefully prompt some new ways of thinking for you that may carry over and help you to grow your business and do some other things that maybe you have been thinking about but haven't really worked out a way to do it yet. Um, You know, if you've got a burlap bag, maybe you can go pull snails off of rocks and sell them to restaurants. But you know what? My best guess is you do have a burlap bag, and you do have the industriousness sense that it takes to make a business out of what you've got already. And that's what we're going to talk about. So, so don't go away. Um, and, and when we come back here, got a lot more cooking for you. All right. Thank you. Don't go away. Stay right where you are. Welcome back to Business Works. This is your host, Hal Alpiar. And, um, you know, we left you there with the thoughts about a positive attitude and that um, rising above the unexpected is really what it's all about. And industriousness, making the most of what you have already, how to do that. So here we are with uh, with two 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 little stories from Ireland about the guy in the store that said, uh, "No, there's no such thing as a bad day; it's just bad weather." Well, that that's true. And the other guy uh, that I met there, making the most of what he has, and even some things he doesn't have. So he's got a bag, a burlap bag, but the snails he didn't have, he went out and got them, and then he turned around and sold them, and he made enough money to live on and support his family. Told me he has two kids and uh, and his wife and they 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 live fairly comfortably from what he makes from snails. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but it sure seemed like it. He didn't seem the type of guy who was exaggerating. He he's a hard worker, and um, apparently does this a um, couple of days a week. And so there you go. Well, what does that say for you? Have you been thinking about anything here during the break? Um, I, I'm wondering what your ideas might be. But I'll tell you that what this all boils down to is that holiday time is a great time if you're not, as I said, if you're not in retailing or not in online businesses that um, are very busy right now. Other than that, the majority of businesses out there in the world, this is the time to sit back and take inventory Take inventory. That doesn't mean counting products on the shelf. It means some of the things I listed earlier in taking inventory of your attitude, like the story of Ireland and the weather, and, and that is no, it's not a bad day, it's bad weather, and your inventory of how you plan things. The, your inventory of the extent of engagement and dedication that you have. And then going back to Ireland, the snails, what is your resourcefulness about? What is the, take inventory of that. When did you, when did you stop being resourceful? Why are you not more resourceful? What's keeping you, what's holding you back? Um, uh, uh, ah, well, you might think on that one because if you're not feeling that you're being very resourceful or that you are not as, dedicated or engaged as you think you need to be, there may be something there brewing in the back of your mind or somewhere in your organization that is not right, needs a little fixing fix up. So 
let's let's put that off to the side, and then I'm going to prompt you to give a little thought to your family. How how does your family support your efforts here? Um, this is always a tough subject for entrepreneurs because they get they fly off. To, and entrepreneurs, by the way, are born, not made. That's an instinct that we have as, uh, and it's not everyone. And and if you if you're not a true entrepreneur with an instinct to be an entrepreneur, um, you still can benefit by using entrepreneurial types of thinking about things and and entrepreneurial attitudes. And and so when it comes right down to the wire, maybe maybe you're a little short on the uh, uh, on the entrepreneurial instinct, but you still have uh, a way to make use of entrepreneurial thinking in your business. And so how do we apply that to your staff and how you develop your staff, whether you have partners or not? Is it a family business? Oh, that represents a whole separate set of dynamics, doesn't it? Um, and I know that I've worked with a lot of family businesses over the years as well. I've worked with lots of partnerships. I've worked with big corporations and small businesses and startups and um, just every kind of business that, I, that I've ever heard of. I guess I've had a foot in it or at least a, a finger in it at some point. Um, who, who are your suppliers? Are they reliable? Do they, do they promote your business for you? Do they make an effort to – do they feel like they're on your side, on your team? Maybe if they don't, it might be time to look around and see what other suppliers there may be out there who will be a part of your team or who at least will act it, who will take the trouble to talk with uh, other people about your services or products. Um, who are your customers? And that kind of tips off all the rest of this. If you are in healthcare, obviously we're talking about patients, but there are other customers too. You need to think of your suppliers as customers because your suppliers are key people and, and your vendors, they, they, they can all by themselves, they can create waves of business for you. And, and it comes down to what your relationship is about and how meaningful that is. Whether or not you see things as being bad weather <laughs> or, or a bad day, that makes a difference. And so it's contagious, you understand. And, and uh, so your competition is another area you want to take inventory of and make sure you really understand clearly what your competition's about. Are they, are they, um, are they barking at your hindquarters there or, or are they – um, working with you on a community basis. Uh, sometimes competitors are very healthy. How many times have you seen gas stations on opposite corners? How many times have you seen antique stores clustered together in an area? How many times have you seen restaurants in a specific area, one after another? rows of them. So why? Why would you want to be there? Well, because that helps you and it helps everyone. And it, and it certainly makes a difference if you have the ability to stand out. And I'm not talking about just doing a better job of advertising. That certainly has an impact. But having 
a better quality product or a better quality service or a better quality environment. Those are the kinds of things that matter when you're in a community and you're engaged with your competition. Um, you're involved with them. I've seen many businesses be boosted by being next to their uh, competitors. So looking again at this, who your prospects are and clients and patients, by the way, how many healthcare practices do you see clustered together in one area or one building? Um, what are your methods of operation? your staffing, the hours that you work? What's the thrust of all of that? How are your finances, uh, the finances of your business, the methods that you use of financing it? Um, can they be better? Uh, speaking of can they be better, how about your branding efforts? Can they be better? The rule of thumb, and I think it's of every finger, <laughs> really applies across the boards. It really must branding really must be seven words or less. And I don't care what excuses you make and that you can't come up with seven words. It really has to be seven words or less. Uh, there are such rare uh, exceptions, uh, like two all beef patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame beet. Well, you know, that worked for a while. But by the way, if you've looked at any of that company's branding in the last, uh, uh, I don't know, 15, 20 years, it it's seven words or less. Look at any company you admire that you think comes across well at seven words or less. We're looking forward to hearing from you. Um, you can get me at uh, Hal, H-A-L, at businessworks, with an S on the end, dot U-S. And you can send me uh, uh, emails there. I'll be sure to answer them. Just put 941 in the subject line, okay, 941, and then I'll know it came from... Uh, the show or the podcast. Um, the other thing is that I have another. Uh, I have another website that I will uh, think that you'd be interested in seeing, and that is fasttrackbusinessworks.com. F A S T R A K. There's no C in it. Fast track. T R A K. Businessworks with an S. dot com. Fasttrackbusinessworks. dot com. Try that one. I, you'll, I think you'll get an idea of some of what uh, uh, my background's about and, and what it is that I'm doing with, uh, with a, uh, a new partner and, and how that's working out. Um, you, it's a brand new site and it's a brand new opportunity. You know, you never know what's going <laughs> to trigger a sudden uh, and sustained growth for your business. So, that's part of what we're going to address in the next program, and I look forward to having you return. Don't go away. Next time, next week, next podcast at Newstalk941.com. Podcast.